0: news from people you trust and boy we've had some storms here this weekend so i hope nobody blew away I hope everybody's okay and as always this podcast is made possible in part by sullivan's metropolitan grill and sullivan's caters sullivan's is a tradition in downtown anderson like no other and has landed a spot on the list of top best restaurants in america they're one of the top 100 restaurants in america they keep landing on that list every year and there's only one other in south carolina down in charleston somewhere Bill Nickus opened that restaurant downtown more than 20 years ago, when nothing was downtown, and they have become the go-to spot for special occasions and fine dining, and also just getting a tremendous lunch. Their lunch menu, great prices, and at this time of year, you can't beat the open-faced pot roast sandwich for comfort food. Sullivan's has it all, and Sullivan's also offers white tablecloth catering at ten pan prices. You'll get really fancy. Uh, a really fancy catered dish for what you'd get from normally people coming in in uh, blue jeans carrying giant tins of macaroni and cheese. If you don't believe me, check them out on Facebook or on their website and tell them you heard about it on the Anderson Observer podcast, news from people you trust. It is a great day in Anderson. Like I said, the storms blew through here. I hope uh, nobody, not like anybody, got hurt so far. Um, tornado warnings and all sorts of stuff but it's just a busy beginning to a busy year and things are already cranking up there is a lot going on and some of the people who are making a difference in this county i've talked to this week Uh, this past tuesday a very short anderson county council meeting elected leadership for 2020 with current county uh, chairman tommy dunn accepting another term as council chief Um, and brett sanders who was elected last year was chosen as vice chairman of council i expect both of them to do well Um, Dunn's done a great job. Uh, Ray Graham did a great job this past year as vice chair, and he's staying busy with a lot of other things there on council. And Anderson County has one of the strongest councils in memory, and they have an eye toward making Anderson a better place to work, live, and play, and we can be grateful for that going into another election here coming soon. (laughs) wish they they couldn't get it passed to uh, let the... uh, Stagger council be staggered terms every four years, which is what they should do. We're one of the last remaining two-year terms so they're almost having to run after serving one year and learning what they're doing. So let's, let's think about that again sometime folks. But in other news, the Anderson uh, Chamber of Commerce kicked off their legislative delegation breakfast uh, a little over a week ago with the goals of discussing of bringing the legislation delegation from Anderson in to discuss what's important to them on the docket coming into the, the year here at the state house uh, everything from education mental health other reform um, they want to see that school districts are allowed to set their own start dates rather than allowing Orie county to do it there's no reason that we should allow that the idea is to allow districts to set uh, their own calendars hopefully with college dates in mind for high school students looking for dual credits and to give everybody a level playing field there's It's never made much sense about the Horry County thing. A lot of other topics are also discussed at the meeting, which you can watch on the Andrews Observer YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to that channel, I hope you will, so I can provide more local news and other things of interest. The more subscribers, the more uh, Google will give me control over how much I can put stuff out and Google Live and some other issues if I can get my subscribers to continue to grow. They've been growing pretty rapidly, and I appreciate those who have subscribed already. Again, I never have quite understood Horry County's push for not allowing schools statewide to start until after the third week in august early school dates just translate into school ending earlier which means vacation season starts sooner it kind of reminds me of daylight savings time the the, the hour is still there hopefully it will get worked out and i appreciate our our legislative delegation folks for working on that i did talk to after the meeting i talked to representative ann thayer and the anderson county chamber director pam christopher about this event why is it important for y'all to participate in these kind of meetings early in the year here
1: Well first of all, number one, it's always helpful to us to hear from our constituents. So if you can get out there and kind of talk about the issues that we'll be facing this year. You know, as legislators, we're required to know a little bit about a lot of things and sometimes some of the things that we're going to be looking at will actually affect some of our constituents personally and so that way they have the opportunity. get in touch with us, get involved, make sure we really are looking at the right solutions and sometimes offer advice as to how to make that legislation better, so.
0: And I noticed even though there weren't any Q&As, as as soon as it was over everybody's crowding around talking to (laughs) y'all.
1: Sometimes I think that, you know how it is, someone's afraid that it might be a dumb question and so and a lot of times things are real personal to that business or to that person and so A lot of times, usually when I leave one of these, I'm an hour getting out to my car after it's over, so, which is fine, and I always bring a notebook, because I know I'm going to walk out of here with, I already have three to do things when I walk out of here, so, um, you know, and you never know what you're going to, what you're going to get at things like that. But listen, my best legislation comes from my constituents, it really does.
0: Why why does the Chamber host this event every year and why is it important to the community?
2: We think it's great and it's important to educate the businesses and our citizens on what their stance is on the legislative issues, and also what's going to be impactful that they're working on for next year, and also so people realize what committees they're on. Sometimes they don't know what the representatives, senators, what committees they sit on in Columbia for us, so it's a good opportunity for them to see that. So if there's a particular area that they're representing, that they're interested in, they can reach out to them, but also for them to know how they're working on uh, business efforts for them. I think it's really important.
0: And one thing uh, Jay West mentioned this morning is good to know on the front end, rather than right at the time of the vote. Yeah, yeah. To be
2: and I think that's why we've always put together a legislative agenda from the chamber to let them know what we feel like they need to carry out for our businesses because we survey the businesses. And that's kind of like what they were saying they wanted to get you know, in touch with the when they were talking about the teachers and meet with them to kind of find out firsthand what they needed. Well, we'd kind of do that middle middleman for them with the business community to find out what are the issues, what do you need them to tackle for you, what's keeping you up at night so that they can helpfully have a good attack and a plan to, to carry out the things that help our businesses succeed so I think it's a really good opportunity that we can join that together and help the businesses succeed with what they want to have from our legislators so they've all been wonderful to work with so it's we're blessed with a really great Anderson County delegation we really all they work well together and anytime I call them they they answer immediately so they want to do what they can to help our businesses succeed and they want to hear what the businesses need so I think it's it's a it's a great working together collaboration so yeah we appreciate it it's come out every year we do this every year usually in January so um, but if you have anything from a business community standpoint you're out there uh, let us know what we can do for you what is bothering your business what keeps you up at night so that we can let them know because that's what we're there for the chamber was built to go and talk with our legislators on what we can do to protect our business community and anything you're trying to cut through on red tape we're there to try to help that so I know a lot of our businesses don't have a full-time lobbyist they can't a lot of times they can't afford to do that we're your lobbyists so come let us know what we can do and help you with
0: and that was ann thayer and pam christopher talking about uh what's going on in the state house and how the chamber is trying to advocate for local businesses here in anderson meanwhile anderson county recreation is taking center stage again uh, it's been going on for months and they're making plans for the months and years ahead it's easy to forget that recreation opportunities are central to all economic development efforts. With a lot of the large companies, particularly the international ones, putting it at the very top or near the top of their list when they're looking for places they might want to relocate their industries and companies. Uh, quality of life issues, recreation, things they can do, uh, are a really big deal when it comes to that. Uh, last year, Anderson County Council did a study of the 34 parks in the county to determine the viability and the needs of each one of them, and there'll be more on that in a future podcast, but. This week, in a meeting at Powdersville on the future of Dolly Cooper Park, more than 150 citizens showed up along with state and local officials to talk about plans for the park. Some of which have already been funded. That funding is already in place for the completion of the ADA compliance for the kayak launch at the park, which is that uh, basically the gangplank down to the dock, which is already ADA compliant, so people who can can get down there. Uh, there's also a new baseball field plan. The money's set aside for that. And then there's going to be a master plan of the park for the future, led by the efforts of West Pelzer Mayor Blake Sanders, who is a really excellent architect and those kind of things. That's being assembled by him, and there'll be a great deal of public input, websites, uh, social media, more meetings. Uh, I'll talk about that when those are set up. But the meeting was scheduled by Councilman Jimmy Davis. It's in his district, and he is the one who said that the, the district has needed something for a long time, and he was really looking forward to what came next there in Powdersville. This meeting here tonight. Well,
3: you know, as, as Dolly Cooper has, has grown over the last 10 or 12 years to what it is today, I thought it was important that we, we start the process of planning because Powderville's is a lot different than it was 10 years ago. So I thought it was very important that we start getting in, in the community involvement and input on how they want Dolly Cooper to look and, and what activities they want out there and, and, and what do they want to do when they go out there with their family. So I thought it was important to start this process tonight. And, and to evolve into a master planning process. You had
0: a good crowd.
3: Had a great crowd. It's one of the best uh, town hall time meetings we've had in District 6 since I was elected and took office. So I was, I, I'm promised, I'm promising by the, the number of people that showed up, and I, I hope, they, uh, hope they keep coming out.
0: And the growth in Powdersville being so rapid, they're going to expect more park services and things for their kids
3: to do. Absolutely, and they should. As citizens of Anderson County, uh, for the tax dollars they're paying into the system, they should expect services and parks. And we've got to do a better job as a county to go out and, and, and find opportunities of how to fund this, along with our state delegation to, uh, to make uh, the northern part of the county the jewel of the
0: The Powdersville area, Piedmont area, over to Pendleton is the fastest growing part of the county, along with Anderson proper, uh, and it's going to continue to grow. I think the new census will show that. But construction is also underway on a number of other sites in the county, including Green Pond Landing and Broadway Lake. You know, Green Pond's already had a $40 million economic development of the county in the last five years, and it's expected to soar in the next few years as we have all these national tournaments and other things set up there. And if you haven't been out there lately, you ought to check it out. And Broadway Lake is getting some long-needed repairs uh, to the walls down there, as well as some other work going on. And there are plans in place for a water park at Asbury Campground. And I talked to Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns about those projects. Talk, tell me about what, what all that noise and all those trucks and cranes are doing at Green Pond.
4: Well, they're blowing up granite rock for one thing. And blue granite. <laughs> blue granite, and what we're doing is we are expanding the handicap accessibility, allow more places for them to park, really tuning up a little bit to how you get in and out on the boat ramp, and uh, getting ready, hopefully. To begin our amphitheater and again reminding people that most everything that happens out there is with somebody else's money or accommodations tax money so that's what's going out at Green Pond and we've taken a lot of that blue granite and we're putting it in different places in Anderson County so a little bit of Green Pond is going to be everywhere and uh you know people always say well you know there's granite over there and like and like Miss Cindy Wilson said Y'all need to remember that the granite capital's right across the river over there, so finding granite around here is not an amazing thing.
0: And that's been just been part of the, that's a long-term, this is not something we just decided to do, this has been part of the plans.
4: That, been part of the plan for the whole, the whole time. But I'm also very happy that we're starting to uh, ramp up our efforts down at Broadway Lake. We, and the only thing that held us back there was we had to spend a million dollars on the dam to keep the dam from breaking. So we've done that and uh, they're working down there. Now the water's down right now, which people don't like, but you can't do what we need to do with with the water being up. So got Green Pond going on, you got Broadway Lake going on, East West Parkway in the new bathroom, soon to have the new play center out there. Landscaping, I think is beautiful. And uh, we've got that going on and I'm one the work's going out at Kid Venture right now, paving and sprucing some things up. That's going on. All four of those things are going on right now. And all four of those things, again, are being used with money from accommodations tax or grant money or things like that. And the project up in Piedmont, purchasing that land's been used with money from accommodations tax and the sale of property in Pickens County, that, which in essence has found money. So a lot, of, a lot of things. A lot of construction going on. A here. lot of construction going on. And the cry for recreation and things to do, people just don't want to work all the time. People want something to do and they'd like something to do here. I think we're going to have some very exciting developments on Lake Hartwell. I think you're going to be amazed just what's going to happen at the uh, Asbury Park campground. Remember the Corps closed that a long time ago. We opened bids last week. Uh, we're going through the final core approval. And I think you're going to have a mega camp center playground water park etc out in that area and that's really going to add what green pond started that hey there's a lake here that's going to be another another thing plus some private developments down at big water marina which are coming along and so i think lake Hartwell is really going to come into its own more so this year than in the past
0: and meanwhile the arts and cultural uh, community is also getting in full swing here in january there's a lot of stuff going on uh, Sunday afternoon, beginning at 3 p.m., Belton Museum Association will kind of kick off the International Festival, their exhibit, The Folk Art of Mexico. And it is part of the International Festival, which will go on for the next couple of months, which also features a couple of exhibits in the coming week at the Anderson Art Center, one Sunday from 6.30 to 8.30, and another hands-on painting event Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. You can check their Facebook pages or their, or their uh, websites at the Belton Museum or at the Anderson Art Center for more information. Electric City Playhouse already kicked off. They're uh, camping with Henry and Tom, a historical look at some very interesting historical figures. Uh, you want to see it. I've heard people talking a lot about it. There's shows, uh, if you don't get this in time, the matinee Sunday, but then it's a, it was a really good show. I hope you get a chance to take a look at it. Next week, the Milltown Players bring together a number of area theater all-stars, for Moonlight and Magnolias, which features filmmaker and director Chris White as part of the cast, and Market Theater co-founder Noah Taylor is the director. It's about uh, the Hollywood making of Gone with the Wind, and it's set in 1939, and I talked to Milltown Players Executive Director Will Raglan about this production. Hey, how are you? I'm sorry. This is not just Will Ragland, the 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 famed man of stage and screen. This is the elected official I'm talking to now. All right. Ah. Uh, you can pick
5: this one you want. Let's go. All
0: right. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the show that's going on.
5: Sure.
0: Tell me what's going on and and how people have been responding to it so far.
5: We have got our first comedy of our season coming up next Friday. It starts on January 17. It is about a very famous movie that everybody knows. Uh, The play is called Moonlight and Magnolias. And it is set in 1939 in the office of the famed studio uh, movie producer David O. Selznick. And he's got a problem with the screenplay for a little show called Gone with the Wind. And this is based on, on a true story. They had already been filming the movie, and he stopped production, because he didn't like the way it was going. This is around February of 39, and he brought in um, Victor Fleming, who was direct- in the middle of finishing up directing The Wizard of Oz, He <laughs> took him off of that project, and he got the writer, Ben Hecht, and he brought him into his office, and... Locked him up for about five days and said we are going to rewrite the screenplay to Gone with the Wind. And the problem is that the writer Ben Hecht had never read the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> details, details. And it was only it was only about a thousand pages, and so uh, Selznick and Victor Fleming they act out the whole uh, movie for them, and they they argue and they fight and they and they discuss what's going to happen. They bring in some current events from that time uh, as well. So it's it's three actors, And of course there's Selznick's Secretary, Mrs. Pompendoll. And uh, it's a very funny comedy about a play that everybody knows, but I'm I'm having a blast at this. I'm working on the set and the prompts. And um, I'm also very excited to be featuring some familiar faces on our stage and two brand new ones who've never worked with us before. Uh, two good friends of mine. Bruce Meal is a veteran actor in the upstate. He's never worked with us before, but I have known him for years and been in several shows with him. Uh, Bruce is playing David O. Selznick, the film producer. And then Chris White, my good friend Chris White, is also playing uh, Victor Fleming. And the cool thing is that Chris White is a film director in real life and he just rapped on a movie that he wrote and directed recently um, and he had a little bit of a, a break and I said hey Chris what better thing for you to do than be uh, playing a film director <laughs>
0: yeah, his films 30. have been yeah. screened pretty widely at a lot of the uh, film yeah. festivals. he and his wife work on stuff they right?
5: have he is doing a great job and I'm real proud of him but you know Victor Fleming was an interesting character I mean he He's the director that worked on both Wizard of Oz and the Gone with the Wind. You can imagine being a part of both of those huge pictures. But then uh, Rob McClendon has been in several shows with us. He's playing Ben Echt. And then Nancy Burkhardt, who's also been in several shows with us, is playing the secretary, of Mrs. Poppendall. And, um, you know, so it's set in Hollywood, the golden age of Hollywood, in the late 30s. And they're trying to figure out how to bring. This beloved book to life on film, and that is the premise of this thing. And it runs for three weeks, from January 17 through February 2nd.
0: Now, you're you're well known not only for the productions, but for yeah. before your sets. Everybody talks about you have the best sets of anybody. And this this these period pieces, you've nailed them before because I've seen them. Um, talk a little bit about putting that set together for this 1939
5: piece. Sure. Well, I appreciate you saying that about our sets. You know, we, we spend a lot of time on, on these. And we, you know, when I start out, the first thing I do is I do a lot of research. I am looking at all these different details and I collect all these images and compile them. <clears throat> and, and it all comes from inspiration directly from the play. And from the text. You, know, you can get all your clues from them. And our director is Noah Taylor. He's directing Moonlight Magnolias. That Noah's a good friend of mine. And he runs the Market Theater right. in Anderson. So we're collaborating like this together for the first time. And uh, to answer your question, yes, I do a lot of research. And the thing I was so excited about with this one is that I get to explore... Uh, Art Deco, which I've never gotten to do before. And so um, the set is David O. Selznick's office. And what we wanted to achieve was to capture the feeling of that time period, the feeling of old Hollywood, and the Art Deco architectural style, and the um, what we put into the office, the sconces on the walls, the, the style of the wallpaper, and uh, it calls for a giant window in the set. And so we've been working on that as well. So I wanted it to have this feeling of, of when you step into the Pell's Auditorium, you step back in time to that time period. And, uh, you know, it's funny because we tend to argue over the smallest details because we care so much about getting it right. And, um, and that's one thing that our audiences have come to appreciate is that, you know, to truly escape from your daily life and get to step into another world and step into another story for an hour or two, you've got to believe it. Right. And not only is it is it the strong acting that you have to believe, you have to believe the world, the setting in which those actors are living out their lives. And you want to forget that you're staring at a set. You want to believe that you've stepped into that world. And that's what is so exciting for me is, is to create these worlds and live in them temporarily and then tear them down and build them a brand new one.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, I know for people who are not, in, you know, quote unquote theater people who, who've not been around the theater a lot, a compelling set sort of changes the whole image and, and the acceptance of walking into something when you're not, you know, comfortable normally going to live theater.
5: Right. Well, you take it seriously. You can look at it and say, oh, wow, that, that looks like it took a lot of work to put together. So this must be important. This must be something that I, I want to take seriously. You know, we did a ton of research uh, on what actually happened. And what's amazing to me is that here's this movie that we've all known. And they wrote it, filmed it, and premiered it in the same town. They had this big movie lot behind his, his studio office. It was called the Back 40. It was 40 acres of land right there near Hollywood. And they would build the facades of all these fake buildings. And past movies and past TV shows uh, were there. And so Terra was never in Georgia. It was in California. And what's interesting is that Selznick, when he... He filmed The Burning of Atlanta first thing. And the way he did that was they set fire to old sets on their movie lot pretending it was Atlanta.
0: (laughs) Wow. Man, talk about Imagine trying to pull that off today,
5: yeah, really. (laughs) I know. Because you know, today we've got the technology to to do whatever we like, but back then you had to actually do it. Right. Or do it on a model or something. So, you know, he filmed that. He filmed The Burning of Atlanta, Mm. Uh, one of the first things he did, and then he stopped production and fired the original director of Gone with the Wind and brought his team together and said, okay, I'm betting my whole career on this movie. We've got to fix it together. And then the play, um, you know, Selznick in real life was known to to take others so that he could work... um, at a, at a frenetic, frantic pace, a manic pace. Right. And he would sometimes go twenty hours straight. And uh, so, in the in the in the play, he see, you know, he had he's very eccentric about things. He says, "We're only going to eat bananas and peanuts hmm. because that's the best brain food." <laughs> and so, in the play, <laughs> these men are not allowed to leave his office, and they're only eating bananas. And peanuts
0: The whole time. <laughs> it's amazing they were able to get anything done, get anything out with that kind of know, insanity going on. Well, it well, starts know, um, it starts a week from Friday, right? A week from Friday. That's right. And tickets are twelve bucks, and they can call nine four seven eight thousand or visit milltownplayers.org, right?
5: That's right. I would I would do that one in, uh, instead. You know, you can look on the
0: uh, you buy your tickets right chart there.
5: and pick your seats and buy your tickets, and you can print them out right there or pick them up at will call you know if you call the number that's, that works too but we'll have to call you back and talk to you over the phone but um, yeah right. it's going to be a really good show that's yeah this looks like
0: a lot of fun it. I mean this is a change of pace from some it is you know it's it's, it's
5: it's it's a lot different you know we like to offer a lot of different variety of shows you know we had our, our premiere our state premiere with Bright Star right and then had our big hit country music Christmas right. concert and now we're Going back into a, uh, a comedy about old Hollywood. you yeah, going Hollywood Wind, now, yeah.
0: So, well, I'm looking forward to this one. This one looks like a lot of fun, and I'll, oh, I'll, I'll see you and over one there. One more
5: thing. Yeah. Get this. Next Friday, January 17, 2020, is when we're opening. That is the 80th anniversary of the release of Gone with the
0: Wind. Wow. Yeah, Definitely. that's, that's got to be a special show then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of people out doing a lot of really good stuff in the community uh, in theater. And hope everybody get, will get out and support the theater here because our theaters continue to grow. Um, the uh, like Shady Playhouse, of course, been here a long time. Market Theater Company, Milltown Players, all of them are, are getting regional and national attention for some of their shows and a lot of original stuff. And it's something that you know we really need as we continue to grow as a community. Also this week, the Sheriff's Office launched a new app to report concerns and crimes from your cell phone. It's available for iPhone and Android, a free app. Easy way to have an instant connection to law enforcement if you just have a question or something else. And the Sheriff's Office ended last year. I talked to Chad right at the beginning of this year. They ended last year and he wanted to make sure I let people know about their check they presented to the Cancer Association of Anderson for their annual No Shave November fundraiser. We
6: have had a program here where we've uh basically been collecting money for uh, being able to grow beards and so we actually call it the uh, sheriff's beard foundation and uh, basically what we do is a beard tax uh, if you want to have facial hair and of course there's uh, there's some grooming policies associated with it so you don't just get to grow it as long as you want and of course no braids or beads and stuff like that so it's got to be it's got to be fairly uh yeah, fairly well maintained uh, but it's a uh, beer tax every month if the employee uh, wants to do that. And for some of our lady employees, obviously, that, that wouldn't apply to, uh, they get to wear uh, uh, a nice pair of jeans, basically, you know, uh, to work as long as they're nice and classy and tasteful. So uh, to get to participate in, in, the, in the program. So we use that as a fundraiser, and basically, it's our way of giving back to the community. Uh, to date I think we've given out almost $15,000 dollars in uh, charitable donations. Some of those have also been to individuals uh, in-house that we have found out maybe going through uh, cancer we've had a, uh, several in our office that have uh, undergone cancer treatments and stuff like that so we've been able to give them a you know considerable donation to, to help them along with that but you know some of the uh, charitable, organizations we've been able to give to, of course, is the uh, Cancer Association of Anderson. That was this year. That was this year, actually. The Bridge Recovery Center, you know, we believe in their mission. We're glad to, to give to them Meals on Wheels, um, Anderson Pregnancy Care. Uh, so we've had uh, numerous rec programs, IVA rec and Star Recreation, Wren Youth we've, that we've given to. So uh, been able to really give back to the community and it's a fun way for the uh for the deputies to know that their their donation and 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 for those that are participating which is probably the majority of them uh they know that it's being given back to the community so it makes them feel good about what they're doing and um you know and so certainly most of our wives also appreciate uh the beards believe it or not so
0: and so community service has been one of the things you wanted to make sure y'all took part in since you took office
6: that's correct, so my, you know, one of my goals was you know, not just to be a law enforcement agency in the community, but also to, to interact and be a part of the community. So this is, this is our way of our office, participating with uh, you know, some of the other organizations that really plug into the community. And we just wanna show that we're a part of it and that we, you know, uh, we wanna to participate too. And we wanna make sure that the, the sheriff's office is engaged uh, with all aspects of our community.
0: and again there's a video of the interview with chad mcbride not only that but a video of him talking about the 2019 year interview on the anderson observer youtube channel i hope you'll go there and subscribe and the uh, sheriff is uh busy doing a lot of other things he, he talking about a lot of statistics and a lot of things in more depth on his discussion of the year <sighs> in review and finally the holiday ice at carolina Rin park finished another good year this past monday despite nine rainouts. They had more than 3,500 paid skaters from 20 different states and 70 cities. And ice skating has been a great holiday addition to downtown Anderson, bringing in customers for downtown restaurants and merchants and lighting up the park for the holidays it really looked good. Um, back in the 60s, there was a move to make Anderson Christmas City USA. They even printed up buttons with poinsettias on it, but the campaign must have fizzled, uh, I think due to the lack of a champion and the ability to raise funds and promote the idea. But it might be time to revisit that again with the nation's only growing artificial Christmas tree, which is topping 40 feet already, and the bright new LED lights throughout downtown. Eventually our downtown artificial tree, which has saved the county quite a bit of money in the last five years, is gonna grow about four to five feet every year. So eventually maybe we'll be as big as a Rockefeller Plaza. But I'll hold off on any more Christmas talk for now, but Christmas City USA is one more good idea to make Anderson a better place and finally the flu season is a doozy already here and ann is asking people to limit visits and they're handing out masks to those who come into the facilities for medical care one local doctor told me he wishes he could wear a hazmat suit to work these days so remember to do what you can to avoid those germs staying away from places and people who have the flu or a bad case of something is a top strategy and just tons of hand washing and being careful is the other and i hope everybody can stay healthy. Uh next week we'll have a, another interview on the the month uh January in review for uh, Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns and a couple of other interviews i think you'll find interesting. And that is it for this week's Anderson Observer podcast, news from people you trust. Join me again next week for more local news and stories of interest, but until then, get out and do something to make Anderson a better place. Dr. good.
6: sleeping on a concrete bench. Can I get a witness? Miss South Carolina, 1975 Somebody stole your crown You were sleeping in your happy home When you woke up, baby Your life had come and gone Now you're mystified Standing with the rest of us Used to rule the world